Good morning. It's good to come together on the first Sunday of Christmas in the sanctuary to worship together. And today, we, today and next Sunday, we are actually on TV and live stream because of the holidays and we will get back to pre-recorded service on January 10th. I would like to thank you for keeping your mask on, covering your nose and your mouth 
that it's so important that we get to take care of one another with the mask on. I often forget nowadays, I'm so used to having it on and when I should have it on, I would sometimes still have it on, which is, my husband tells me, a better way to be you know, off than not. So good morning and also I am, if you paid for the red poinsettias, don't take them home after church. Yoko will come after you. Come back after 11 o'clock service to take the red ones home. And we have, um, we have started, we have books called The Good News for Anxious Christians. If you're one of the anxious Christians like I am, come to the church office and buy a copy for $13 or call ahead because we don't have too many and join a small group discussion. So Pastor Steve will generate questions on chapters after chapter of the book and it's only, it only has eight chapters. We begin all of that in the middle of January. If you are not already a part of a small group, email me or call me or let the church office know. And also, Kathy Lloyd in the office is amazing. She created this Congregational Life booklet. It's on the table. If it wasn't on the table as you came in, please on your way out, pick up one. One's enough for each household. It tells you everything. Well, if not everything, almost everything we're going to offer beginning January until March. It's a really, it looks like this. It's a good book to have in the kitchen. And Wednesday nights, six Wednesday nights, beginning the, um, January 6th, Pastor Steve will be leading us on discussions about the discipleship of six century saints. Six different saints we'll be studying. Two of them are my favorite, um, so come and find out signed up on the website to join the Wednesday Night Life on Zoom. And also, the year-end giving is that time of the year is here again. You are always welcome to give check or cash to the church to continue the good ministries and missions you all have been doing. Or you can also, actually, I'm supposed to remind you that it is good in order to count for this year's giving to have them all in by December 31st. And also, um, if you're giving in checks, that needs to be mailed and postmarked by December 31st to be included in your giving and gift of 2020. We have a real short, wonderful treat video from SYV.
so good to hear from Sarasota young voices. Now our call to worship is Psalm 150. Let us call ourselves to begin worship. Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty firmament, praise him for his mighty deeds, praise him according to his surpassing greatness, praise him with trumpet sound, praise him with lute and herb, praise him with tambourine and dance, praise him with string and pipe, praise him with clanging cymbals, praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord, praise the Lord. morning. I'm Susan Neisler. I'm very proud and honored to be the health and well-being director here at Church of the Palms. 
Our reading today will be from Psalm 37. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light, and justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their refuge in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and rescues them. He rescues them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Please join me in prayer. Lord God, we gather to reflect on the gift of hope and peace that you have given us in the coming of your son, Jesus. We thank you for the inspiration of this season, a balm for our souls, weary over the effects of this pandemic, the very personal losses, the national nightmare of infighting, and the other stresses of this year. We thank you for the music and the words of inspiration and the hope of this December season that remind us of your love that embraces us at the time we need it the most. Because we believe the hope you've given us, we bring to you all that concerns us, the many conditions of this world, the country, our lives, our cares, our concerns, our doubts, everything. Everything because it is better known to you than to ourselves. We pray for all our brothers and sisters who stand beyond the margins of comfort and security. For all who are alone, those who have lost loved ones or their jobs, their livelihood in this stressful season. For all who live in grief, especially those families whose loved ones have succumbed to this disease. For those in pain of body during this time of isolation, in stress of mind, in loneliness, for those who have been made hungry and homeless in the fallout of this pandemic. Lord, help us to care to the point where we reach out not only in our prayers, but in our actions as well. Thank you for those many volunteers and staff who have helped us through the food bank, Samaritan counseling, encouragement of our children, and other means of ministry. But Lord, we also want to pray for ourselves at the end of this year and the beginning of the new one. Nourish our souls, we pray, and whatever we are experiencing because of what happened during these past months, whatever the range of emotions, at, this end, at the end of this unbelievable year, May we find the time to consider 
the direction of our lives, the values, and the people we cherish. And may we calibrate ourselves to be more intentional as agents of hope, channels of your grace, people who help others to see your presence in their lives. We know that your offer of peace on earth begins in our own hearts before it gets lived out in the world. So Lord, on this Sunday after Christmas, we offer ourselves to you in the same spirit in which you offered yourself to us. We want a clear and courageous witness to your love wherever we go and to whomever we relate. So we offer ourselves in the name of our Savior, Jesus the Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We are at this point of the service that we call a moment of gratitude. <clears throat> and we take in these moments time to be grateful to our Lord for all the blessings that he has provided, even during this difficult time. And we express our gratitude so much for your tithes and your offerings faithfully given. Just a reminder for your convenience, there are baskets at the rear of this uh, sanctuary. And as you can see in your bulletin, there are other options for giving, text, website, bank withdrawal, or the mail. Again, we genuinely thank you for your generosity that has allowed us to serve you and to continue to support the many ministries around our church and our community and our mission partners around the world. Schlaf in himmlischer 
So all God's people say amen to that. Thank you, Mr. Evans, for singing. And it's such a treat to get to have Susan Neisler helping us lead worship today. Our scripture lesson for today comes from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verses 22 through 35. Luke 2, 22 to 35. 
Here is the word. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle dove or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested upon him. It has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the ch brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you have dismissed your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, then a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At the moment she came and began to praise God to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is the first Sunday of Christmas season, the last Sunday of the fruit of the Spirit's patience, and the last Sunday of the calendar year 2020. I would like to tell one of my childhood stories, bedtime stories, to you today. I don't know if any of you remember that my childhood stories are mostly Bible stories read to me by my father. It is a story of Abraham's faith and patience, and Sarah too, but mostly I think it is Abraham's. In Genesis chapter 12, God tells Abraham to pick up his wife and belonging and leave home and follow his leading and out into a new land. And Abraham did take his wife Sarah and belongings and followed God. In Genesis chapter 18, God talks with Abraham and finally promises Abraham and Sarah a son. 
Abraham and Sarah were old by then, advanced in age. Sarah was listening to God making his promise for a son to Abraham from the tent, their tent, and laughed. The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say that, indeed, will I really bear a child in my old age? I am old. Is anything too great for the Lord to fulfill? So in the right time, Sarah will have a child, God said to Abraham. But Sarah overheard God saying, why did she laugh? So she got afraid and she said to God, I did not laugh. And God said, oh yes, you did laugh. It's one of my favorite stories ever, bedtime stories as a child growing up. So going on in by Genesis 21, Sarah actually did have a son whose name was Isaac. By then, Abraham was 100 years old. And Sarah said, God has brought laughter for me. Everyone who hears this story will laugh with me. And they named their son Isaac, which means the one who laughs. As a teacher, and yes, I was a teacher first before I became a pastor. I'm always eager to find someone who is willing to learn about the meaning of the seasons of liturgical year. I would love to teach anyone who would listen to me the importance of the seasons of the church year and the colors and the themes and the reasons. I love to help people understand that Christmas is not just one day. It is a season ending on January 6th. You all have heard the 12 days of Christmas. It actually begins on Christmas Day and it took 12 days for the wise men from the east to come to baby Jesus to greet, to greet him and welcome him. And that is the 12 days and ends on January 6th. So if you still have your decorations at home, don't touch them until January 7th or past midnight January 6th. If you have your Christmas dishes that you have been enjoying, don't put them away yet. Continue to celebrate Christmas until Christmas comes to an end. Wait for the wise men to arrive to baby Jesus. So in our lesson today, the baby Jesus was brought to the temple by his parents, Mary and Joseph. They have brought him because they are faithful Jews and they brought him to fulfill the Jewish ritual of purification for an infant firstborn boy. Two people saw them in the temple. One was more of my favorite. I like them both and I favor, of course, the one, the person that is introduced as a woman prophet. She was an old woman, older woman for most of her life after the death of her husband, as you heard in the scripture, she had basically lived at the temple, worshiping God, fasting and praying day and night. That woman prophet was Anna. I can only imagine Anna holding the baby Jesus, saying, congratulations to Mary and Joseph and telling herself, I cannot be, believe I am holding the Messiah of the world in my arms. Me, poor widow who live at the church, 
I cannot believe the Messiah is in my arms. Not only that I get to see him. So if you have the bulletin, please look, please look at the cover of the bulletin. I research and look for many, the right picture. I saw many pictures for the bulletin cover. Look at Anna's face. You know, it is so expressive of the awe, the joy, and disbelief in the best of possible ways. And her patience paid off. She has been in the temple for years, praying and fasting and worshiping God. How it must feel to be Anna that day when they brought baby Jesus into the temple. To the prophet Anna, it was, she was also humble and living a life of holy poverty in the temple. We all have heard about church mouse, the people who are widows who live at the temple in those days are pretty much like church mouse we talk about. There isn't much um, to enjoy there, but humility and a very poor living. I believe the gospel writer Luke included Anna in this story to make a point. The point was that God's love and grace include everyone. It includes the poor and the oppressed, and the widow and the orphans, the stranger, and even the enemy. It also included the rich and the powerful and the landowners and the educated. God's love was and is for everyone, all people. God only would use an older woman in the court, the outer court of the temple, to announce the divine word of redemption for God's own people. For me, Anna being included here in this story as a prophet is the birth story of Jesus is so important. All through human history, God was always turning expectations and understandings upside down, making the last first and lifting up the downtrodden. Anna was a prophet and God uses her to validate Jesus' birth to confirm that the birth of Jesus is indeed Emmanuel, God with us. The gospel writer Luke also told us of another voice in the temple. This was the voice of the prophet Simeon. He saw the baby Jesus and the parents. Simeon too had waited with great patience for years for God's promises to come true to him. Look also at Simeon's face on the bulletin cover. I told the first time I saw that painting, I called my husband and I said, this looks like Brother James's face when James was at his happiest, who was also a pastor who served um, God until retirement and now at home with God. And Tim Simeon's face looked, at, looked with great joy and awe and that he couldn't believe what God promised him after all these years have come true. One of the most beautiful passages in the Bible is what Simeon said right here. I will read it to you again. Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. My eyes have seen, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Simeon ended 
by blessing Mary and Joseph. In that particular culture, Simeon's prophetic male voice was expected. He said wonderful words affirming baby Jesus being the savior of the whole world. He said Jesus was a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to God's people Israel. Both prophets Anna and Simeon told us that Jesus was the Messiah and the savior of the world. Prophets Anna and Simeon waited for the fulfillment of God's promise for year after year, decade after decade, patiently. Imagine their joy on that day in the temple. Their wait was over, their faith was vindicated and proven right. Scholar Fred, Fred Craddock says, the two aged saints are Israel in miniature and Israel at its best, devout, obedient, constant in prayer, led by the Holy Spirit at home and in the temple, longing and hoping for the fulfillment of God's promises. Anna and Simeon are portrait of that Israel that accepted Jesus. Professor Woolit Glover also says, in both cases, Anna and Simeon, faithful obedience prepares them to recognize the Lord, Christ, Messiah, even as an infant child. Simeon and Anna are among the pure in heart that we see in the gospel according to Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, whose obedience to God purposes, God's purposes enable them to see God. Today in our lives here in Sarasota and everywhere, wherever we, any of us live, we are so blessed to live on the post-resurrection side of history. We can see that Jesus was and is the Messiah. Despite the pandemic, we can rejoice that God's promises are real and they get fulfilled. Let this story of Anna and Simeon, even Abraham and Sarah, be our encouragement to hold fast with patience for the resolution for the troubles of our times. Regardless of what I think, you and I are not in charge, but our God who was, who is, and who will ever be is in charge. God loves us all, and God loves us to love one another and love neighbors. We can affirm that Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were a continuation of what God had done in Israel in the past. Jesus fulfilled God's love for all people by coming here. We can express our humble gratitude that we are beloved children of God. God loves us and calls us to love one another. The scripture contains promises that are still being fulfilled. There are still prophets among us to encourage our hope and to build our patience. I hope we hear God's voice through prophets, expected and unexpected. For the rest of this Christmas season and the rest of our lives, let us listen for God's voice in unexpected people and unexpected places. Thanks be to God for prophets Anna and Simeon. Amen.
Now go in peace, like prophets Anna and Simeon, count your blessings and give thanks. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you now and always. Amen. <laughs>